Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sports Club, it's In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. I want to thank you very much for making my day in the sun so memorable. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio. 9.20 a.m. It is a Friday. We're live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook here at the Treasure Island Hotel on the Strip in Las Vegas. Um, if you're nearby, come on by. It's free parking, great food, great drinks, all kinds of television, all kinds of sports galore. Uh, the Knicks beating the Miami Heat right now, but that's, that's going to change. Uh, I know that. By the way, the Golden Circle is hiring. Uh, they're hiring for full-time race and sports book tellers. So go to treasureisland.com if you want to apply. Uh, full-time race and sports book tellers. We've got our green dot coordinator he runs the offense he runs the defense uh he takes snaps he throws touchdown passes q myers is with us right now q how are you doing my friend i'm blessed man radio to radio you know what i mean one spot <laughs> to the next spot so this is what i do i'm the man around town i'm trying to be like a stop sign i'm everywhere he is and uh that's what he does he does a great job uh and Demon cotton um what we do at five o'clock on fridays is uh check in the daily in the weekly Raiders mailbag. It's over at Vegas Nation, um, and you can download the app Vegas Nation, VegasNation.com on the computer. I do a weekly uh, mailbag for the Raiders, but it can't get to everything because, you know, in newspapers there's this thing called space, and uh, we have to work around it, so I can't just answer all the questions. But the questions that we're not able to get to, we're going to get to on In the Huddle. So without further ado, uh, Damon, let us know what we got in the mailbag this week. All right, first up from Matt underscore Berger. If Adams doesn't become an option at receiver, can you see the Raiders making a run at Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin? And, of course, we're talking about Devontae Adams, the wide receiver from the Green Bay Packers, who may or may not be a free agent and who may or may not be available in a trade, depending on what the Green Bay Packers do. Uh, I go back and forth on this because one way or another, it's going to cost the Raiders a lot. If you're talking about on the free agent market, it's going to cost a lot of money to bring in a Devontae Adams. If you're talking about the Green Bay Packers tra- or, uh, signing him to a, uh, on the franchise tag or even on a regular contract extension and trading him, now it's going to cost you assets in terms of the draft and maybe even on your roster and money. So I don't know necessarily about Devontae Adams if that's the move to make. If you don't, I think Allen Robinson fits perfectly with what the Raiders are doing. Chris Godwin, I think, would be a little bit lesser uh, of, a, of a player. He's coming off an injury, and plus I think the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers bring him back. Q Myers. Well, I think Devontae Adams, I think everyone should be open. Yes. You know what I mean? I think there should definitely be an opportunity, and I think Devontae should be a guy that they look at. As you said, it's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to cost assets. There's no way lets him walk for nothing. They're either going to tag him, and someone's going to have to trade for him like the Raiders or any other team. And uh, then they're going to have to give him a max contract, whatever, whatever con- kind of contract he's looking for. But I'll say this, and I've said it all week, why not? Why not? You know what I mean? Like, give Derek Carr the number one target he's never had. Yeah, that's true. He never, I mean, he's never had a Devontae Adams outside of Fresno State. How much difference does he make? A ton. The red zone, just in particular, the red zone. How many field goals does Daniel Carlson not have to kick <laughs> right. if you have Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, those targets in the red zone. Yeah, I think that you should go for Adams. That should be the big fish that you try to get. And if you can't, 
then Allen Robinson should be a good option B, and it's not even a bad option B. It's more like a 1A. I mean, I think he's a hell of a player. So uh, I think that they definitely need to upgrade at that wide receiver position. I know you can dip into the draft, but is what's in the draft guaranteed to be what you really need? No doubt about it. Love the red shirt, by the way. Hey, man. Always <laughs> it's one of those days. With a purpose, brother. I hear you. Finish the week off strong. I hear you. Uh, all right, Damon, what's up next? This is from at Little King Tunes on Twitter. Do you think that we prioritize cornerback and let Hayward walk? I think Mullins is a liability, can't stay healthy, and too often he's penalized. Hayward Hobbs plus a CB1 would make the pass rush more deadly. Also, is Abram a lock to start? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I take this one? Go for it. Prioritize a cornerback, yes. You have that to, should almost. be. Yes. I think Hayward goes to the highest bidder, and I think that he's more comfortable in a scheme that's not the one that we're going to see exactly. from Patrick Graham. That's just my gut feeling. Me too. Uh, Abram, I think that he's going to have to find a spot or earn a spot. I'm not guaranteeing that he's going to be on the squad next year. I mean, I really don't. I thought he had a good carve. He carved out a nice little niche and a little role in Gus Bradley's scheme. I don't see that same scheme as far as uh, Patrick Graham goes. So, I no, Abram's not guaranteed to start. Abram's not guaranteed to be on the team. I agree. Uh, somebody brought up uh, the other day on the show, uh, Q, what about three safety, a three-safety look where he just stays basically where he stayed this year right. uh, as that box safety? Uh, maybe a Tyree Gillespie right. uh, is, your, is your second corner, uh, safety aside. Uh, Trayvon Morg, who I think we both can agree is good yeah, to go. Yeah, big-time player. Yeah, big-time player. Or, yeah. or you draft somebody alongside Trayvon. Right. I think, yeah, I think that, you know, again, Abram has a role. Don't get me wrong, right. but I just don't know what the role is and if it's valued, valued by this new regime. I mean, that's the thing about it. You knew uh, that the, the, the previous regime, they, they valued Jonathan Abram. So I, I just think that uh, they're going to have to evaluate that. I think I'm sure Patrick Graham is doing that or has done that and has decided, hey, this is where he plays. But, yeah, I think he's definitely got to be a box guy. I wouldn't put him at the no. two-high safety. No, no, no. And that's the look that Patrick Graham likes to run is that two-high safety. I wouldn't put uh, Abram out there. That's a liability. Same here. Uh, as far as the cornerbacks, I think you're going to have to. I'm with Q. I think Casey Hayward probably goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Why not? I mean, right. he's going to go someplace where he knows he fits and probably is better suited for that yep. system. Um, there are some cornerbacks out there. Uh, that, that are available um, in, in free agency, some that have links uh, to Josh McDaniels and Patrick Graham, uh, at least in that system that they run. So uh, we'll, we'll see. I think that they're going to have to pick up a cornerback. One last question on that for you, Q. Would you even consider moving Nate Hobbs outside? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think that that's probably going to be a good spot for or would be a good spot for him. I know he did a really good job in the slot, but I think – I think Nate Hobbs would do an outstanding job on the outside. I think he's got that dog in him to be an outside. So, yeah, I would definitely consider it. So that might uh, alleviate something, although you would still be looking for uh, right. a slot cornerback, right. uh, and that's no easy task, but maybe that's a little bit easier to find. Okay, Debunt. All right, this is from Carden Go to FTW. Which free agent would you go all in for? <laughs> I, 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 I think would, that's a good I, one. I, yes, <laughs> no doubt about one. it. Devontae Adams, yeah. I think that he makes such – if you're – if you really, truly believe that you're on the cusp, and I don't think Josh McDaniels comes here if he doesn't think that they're exactly. pretty close. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl next right. year. But you know what I'm you know. Yeah, you got to believe. you got to believe that they're – I don't think he just goes – he doesn't go for a rebuild. No, heck no. Or even a slow, right. gradual, slow process, yeah. you know. No. Uh, so, Devontae Adams for me. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you, you, I would go all in uh, on two, two free agents. There's two that I would go in all in on. I've talked about them a lot this week. Devontae Adams would be 1A for me, and uh, J.C. Jackson would be 1B. I like uh, one offensive guy and one defensive guy. Those are the two, and if you land one of them, then you've done your job well. I, I agree with that. I'm going to ask Q a follow-up question. 
The offensive line. Yep. All right. So um, I think it's vital that they go veteran with the improvements. Right. We'll, we'll figure out what they're going to do with Alex Leatherwood. But whatever they do. I got know, an answer at the right tackle position. Go for it. Morgan Moses. That's what I'm saying. That's the perfect fit. Perfect and he's not going to cost a whole lot of money. Not going to cost you a lot of money. You could plug and play. He's solid. He's a guy who's always healthy the majority of the time. He's, he's reliable. Availability is there. I think you keep Leatherwood as, as a guard. You, I mean, look, man, a, a wheel's always got to be a wheel. Just let him be a wheel. He ain't got to be the engine. Just let him be a wheel, do what he does, do it really well, and then move on. And the thing about bringing in Morgan Moses at right tackle, which is not going to cost a whole lot of money, and I'm hearing some rumblings that left guard is open as well. Um, because, As it should be. Yes, no doubt about it. And there's there's a lot of guards out there right. that are going to come at a reasonable price where maybe you can get the Morgan Moses, keep Leatherwood at right guard, and then go improve on John Simpson at left guard, uh, and, and, and you're good to go. And let's not forget, Denzel Good is in that picture somehow, some yeah. way. Maybe he's best suited as your super sub because we've seen a lot with the offensive line, how injuries happen. So here now you've got coverage really – across the board except for center with right. Denzel Good. Right, exactly. No, I, I think that there needs to be uh, a lot of the offensive line needs to be addressed. You need to have some, obviously, quality starters, but you need to have quality backups as well, guys that you can rely on. And I think Brandon Parker did the best job he could in 2021, but I don't think he's a starter. I think he's a good depth piece. And uh, Good, coming back from the ACL, the one thing good about him tearing his ACL, it was week one. Yes. So he's going to be healthy. So he can compete for a position. That's fine. John Simpson's going to have to compete for a position. But, hey, man, I think that you go out there and get the best guys you can. If you could protect Derek Carr, you know he could be a very effective quarterback, not to mention your run game steps up if you have a good offensive line. Cue this is a nice-looking computer. Man. I know, and I can't get the damn internet. I forgot. Oh, I, I, don't uh, know, I don't know how to get the internet we got on here. The, uh, we oh, got you got the hockey puck? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's uh, it does the job, man. Yeah, no, I know it does. <laughs> it does the job. Well, you know, I, my my real computer is still I, in L.A. <laughs> I God only knows where it is at this point. Oh, jeez, <laughs> it might be up in San Francisco. It's someone's. <laughs> it's in someone's nose. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, like, that's, that's the reality. Oh. I mean, is that not the reality oh. of it? It's in someone's nose. You know what I mean? Someone flipped it and they and they've snorted it and. For you younger ones out there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just turn it. Just, just uh, okay. Roll with it. Anyway, uh, I love it. Demon uh, Cotton, what's up next? <laughs> All right, we got this from Godfather underscore JS. What is a realistic timeline for a car extension slash decision? Mm. I actually reached out to somebody on this question, Demon, and there's really no ideal time. Ideally, probably, I guess, uh, before free agency. But Q, this is what I wrote because I answered this one in the uh, in the review journal. Uh-huh. If you're the Raiders, I, you have to see what's available out there with for sure. Aaron Rodgers, for and sure. Russell. I mean, you yep. just have to. No, for sure. And I, I said that as well. And like, I mean, uh, I think that Derek Carr can get the job done. But if yes. for some dumb reason you can get Aaron Rodgers, and I don't care if it's only for two years, you are a playoff team immediately. With Aaron Rodgers behind center, you yeah, are. You're a Super Bowl contender. Right. But, I mean, it depends, on, it, that it depends on, on what they want and what of you have course. to give up, you know. So, again, and I've said this before, I've asked out many a pretty girl, and many of them have told me no. But you know what? They only told me no because I asked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, it, and it offers the opportunity for her to say yes. Exactly. Because one might just slip up and be like, sure. Q Myers is on a roll right now. I, I mean, lo- it's just it's basic I'm math. I'm loving this, Q It's Myers. basic math. <laughs> it it's is. like, hey, man, you know. You got to put yourself out there. You're the finest woman at the ball. Hey, do you want to go out? No. Okay. Well, I tried. Are Actual sure? test. 
<laughs> actual text I got from an NFL player, from an NFL person that wasn't a player. Would you trade Max Crosby for Aaron Rodgers? You wouldn't want to? Like, none of Raider Nation would want to? No. But yeah, of course you did. Ooh. Of course you would. Of course you would. Someone told me the other day, who's untouchable on the Raiders? And I said, well, I would say Max Crosby because of everything he brings to the table. But I think if you feel like you are that quarterback away and one Aaron Rodgers away, I'm sure that you would pull the trigger if the price was right. And if that was what it was and, and maybe, a, a, you know, another, a, another pick, then I'm sure that some team would pull the trigger. I mean, hell, I didn't think you'd trade Khalil Mack, but we, we saw what happened. The only untouchable Raider right now is Mark Davis. That's, that's really that's yeah. reality, and that's fine. It's not a, it's not against anybody. Now let me say this: yeah. I'm not throwing out there no. go trade Max Crosby because Neither someone right I. now that's what someone heard. Someone's like, "Oh my God, you said he trade exactly. Max Crosby." No, I'm just saying I don't think that anyone in the reality of NFL, which is a business, is untouchable. Right, and so you just have to open up yourself to that possibility or the, a possibility similar to that. Yep. Because as Q just said, there is nobody that's untouchable, and I'm sorry. But there isn't. Not on this roster. No. Um, it, it, there isn't. Very little rosters across the league. No. Exactly. Look, Aaron Rodgers might get traded. We're talking about the Raiders making a move for Devontae Adams. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Again, I didn't think Khalil Mack. I, could, I, would told, I told everyone who would listen that there ain't no way Khalil Mack's going anywhere until he went somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's a tough business out there sometimes. And you just – there's things and there's also stuff that happens behind the scenes that you have no idea what's going on. Uh, and you just have to be open to it and flexible it, about it, and just and even if it, if it, if it really burns you at some point, you're just gonna have to accept it. Devon Cotton, what do we got next? From at Boys Wicked Smart, what? what position? Boys Wicked Smart. All righty, okay. It's got an H in it. Got it. So it's smart. Got it. <laughs> what position do you believe the Raiders will target in the first round? Any specific player? Ah. Mm. Uh, uh, I would love to get uh, uh, Drake London from from USC, but you'd have to trade up way up to go get him. Um, I don't look again. Next week is going to be is is is, is going to be a big part of that process because I think they're going to be able to get a better handle on what is available to them in the draft, which will help set the course yep. for what they pursue in free agency. If you think you can get A, B, and Z in the draft, then you don't have to do that in free agency. But if A, B, and Z is not available to you in your mind and your evaluation in the draft, then you have to turn to free agency. So it's a question that obviously as we sit here today, wide receiver, uh, offensive tackle, but that might not be the case come April. I'll say this. I, I, I'll just go out there and I'll pick a position because that's what they're asking. I'll just say uh, that they're going to go after a cornerback. I think that that's something that's needed. I think that the corner position is pretty deep in this draft. Uh, my option is not going to be there by the time they pick at 22, and that'd be Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Oh, I love that dude. That dude could play. But he's not going to be there at, at number. He's not going to be at number 12. He'll probably be gone top 10. But if you can go get a guy that's that that you feel is just as good that can play the game, uh, you I, I, again, I think a cornerback has got to be a high priority for the Raiders. It does, and uh, no question about it. Uh, and I love the Cincinnati kid. I would consider trading up for him. To be I would too. I would love to see them go do that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think we're overlooking, too, defensive line. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. For I mean, sure. We, we, because it was a strength last year to some extent. Yeah. But it's no longer because a bunch of those guys are no longer under contract right, right now. Right, so right. Uh, that becomes a possibility as well. But a lot has to you happen. You could go get that monster Jordan Davis, man. You can get that dude. And, I mean, it'll take, it'll take like, five mules to move him. So, I mean, you can, <laughs> yeah. you can get that guy, man. Which is a huge part of that kind of a defense, especially. Yep. Devon Cotton, what we got? Next up, we got Raider Mac, who's on the Raider Nation listener line. Beautiful. Oh, okay, what's up? Hey, uh, Vinny, <laughs> and uh, you guys are great, man. And congratulations, Vinny, on your um, your award. 
uh, man, you got to post that and so we can see it. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Hey, um, you guys, we, everybody's talking about corners and all this other stuff in the draft. We need, we need a linebacker. I mean, we, we, we overlooking, you want the D line and yeah, but we need a linebacker, a stud linebacker in the, either outside or in the middle. We don't have one right now and we keep missing in the draft on these linebackers. We need to get one of those. And all, as far as Derek Carr, if you can, you know, Derek Carr is going to, what he's going to tell you tonight, Vinny. He's going to say, you know, I'm going to leave it to my agent. You know that. He ain't going to answer the question. But at the end of the day, he's not going to take a discount. And I don't expect him to take a discount because none of you guys would take a discount. Nope. But the thing is, the, the, the biggest thing for me, and I'll, I'll let you guys go on this, my biggest thing is you, the, the offense I'm not so much worried about, but the defense I'm, I'm still worried about because we were 30, 30 years was the worst defense inside the, the red zone. That's, that's not acceptable. That's where you need a, a linebacker that can cover, and I'll let you guys go. Let me know what you think. It's a great call and some really good questions. Um, and linebacker for sure. Okay, so Denzel Perryman is under contract for next year. I really liked what Divine Diablo brought to the table when yeah. he came in, and I think the pass coverage is going to improve. That was actually his strength. It turns out he was a heck of a run defender as well when, right. he, when he did get his time. Uh, there last year. Nicholas Morrow is a pending free agent. Does he fit uh, in the in this system? Uh, I agree. Corey Littleton, I, I, I don't think he's going to be on the roster next year. Um, Nick Wachowski, potentially uh, a casualty as well. Uh, so you're, 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 you're getting thin at linebacker. You already are. So I could see that being a position of priority as well. Yeah, no, I think it's a, I definitely think it's a, a, a priority uh, I just don't know when, and I don't. And from everything that I've heard, and look, I'm not claiming to be a draft expert. I'm hearing that the linebacking uh, draft class is not very deep. Right. So I, I think that it's unfortunately going to be a position that they address later on, similar to what they've been doing for years, is addressing <laughs> the linebacker position later on. Uh, I've been claiming for a long time that they need a, a real deal sideline to sideline. You know, they need a, a Roquan Smith. They need a, a you know a Devin White. They need they need a dude. Yes. You know what I mean? They, they need a dude. And I remember when Cleve Farrell was drafted uh, at number four overall, and I was, that was, that was a draft in Nashville. I was there, and I wanted Quentin Williams. That was my option was Quentin Williams, but he went number three to the Jets. Option B for me was Devin White. Right. That was, my, that was who I thought, okay, that's, that should be the next guy. He wasn't. Everyone said you can't take a linebacker that high. Tampa Bay went and took him the next pick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that, that definitely irks still to this day a lot of Raider Nation. Uh, I know that they uh, and he's got flaws. Let me, let me, you know, I'm not trying to say he's the right. greatest ever, but he's a damn good linebacker. He's got speed, and and especially the way the game is played today, he's sideline to sideline. And I think everyone who's watched any Raider game and saw Devin White uh, just a, a blow up Derek Carr multiple times saw how much speed he really has. Yeah, and I'm still to this day stunned that Corey Littleton wasn't better than he was. I right. just, me I, too. It just, I don't know what happened. Right. Um, I, I, I really don't. There's some. Well, the Raiders injury. don't have Aaron Donald. Well, that. <laughs> Yes, you know exactly. what I mean. Like, I mean, sometimes exactly. you're a product of uh, what's around you. You're so right, and uh, yes, uh, there might be some injuries with some shoulder stuff. So you know that could have played into it. But man, he was a ball player uh, with the Rams. But as Q just said, when you got big Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers was out there too, yep. uh, he was another stud, uh, clearing things up so you could run and make plays. It sure helps, uh, without question. Devon Cotton, what do we got, man? All right, this is going to be the last one. 
This is from Jay, no, Jay Thiz at The Difference 19. How surprised would you be if Josh Jacobs is used in a trade this offseason? I mean, everything is on the tape. I, I think you get one more year out of Josh, uh, yep. and then that's right. probably it. Because, um, you know, I think if with, a, with a good offensive line he's shown – that he's an a thousand he's a thousand yard rusher. Um, right. I think utilized correctly. They, the the funny thing and the, the plan worked last year. He was as physically fit as as ever right. by the end of the year. Oh, he was, was playing great. pretty good. He was great down the stretch. Yeah. Right. The problem was the offensive line was so bad that when they did use him earlier in the season, you weren't getting Max Josh Jacobs because there was nowhere to run. Right. So I'm I, I'd like to see Josh in this offense. With this new offensive line coach and Josh Jacobs, they're going to do things. They always, New England, when you watch them, and I know they run the ball, but they run the ball so versatile and so f- they, they do so many different things. I don't think that was the case uh, the last few years with the Raiders. So let's see what he's all about in this, in this offense. Right. No, I, I don't think that he goes anywhere this year, right. but I'll say I think that they're going to have multiple running backs because that's something that New England does. I mean, they just use a stable of running backs. So I don't really know how much of the, say, bell cow he's going to be. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting with Josh, you know, because, again, the fifth-year option pickup is $10 million because he's made the Pro Bowl. I don't see them picking up $10 million fifth-year option on a running back. I just Because I don't think that the New England brand and the, the way they do things, the way they operate, I don't think that they would value a running back at $10 million in a year. You bring up a great point, and the counterpoint, not the counterpoint, the, the, what, what I would wonder is, are you going to have disgruntled players in Josh Jacobs, Cleve Farrell, and Jonathan Abram, or are you going to hopefully maybe have disgruntled slash very motivated players? Right. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I mean – I, the only guy that I would even consider picking up the fifth-year option out of those three would be Josh. That would right. be the only one. He's the guy that has earned it, but since he's made the Pro Bowl and that $10 million, I mean, it's a business. Yes. $10 million, that's a guaranteed thing. It's almost like being franchised for $10 million. That's a lot of money. Yep. So I could see them saying, no, we, we love him. We want him to be here, but we don't want to pick up $10 million right now. So I could see them letting him play the year out, and then he'd have to make a decision. Like he'd be a free agent then. You right. know, that's, that's the thing. If you don't pick up the fifth-year option, he's automatically a free agent after the year. So – They'd have to go to the negotiating table and figure out what's what. Um, it, you know, Clee and, and Abram, they're not, there's no way they're picking up the fifth-year option on those guys. I, uh, either one of those guys, I'd be shocked if they're on the roster next year. And unless they're oblivious, right? they know what's up. Exactly. They should know what's up. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Q Myers, brought to you by Tequila and Bajada. We're live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook here at the Treasure Island Hotel. A whole bunch of televisions, great food drinks, great uh, uh, drink specials, food specials. Uh, Q will be uh, here for the last half hour. I got to go run and see what Derek Carr probably won't say, but we'll see. We'll, we'll try to make him say something uh, over at his press conference today. I'll talk to you guys on Monday, and then next week I'll be in Indianapolis. Q, thank you so much. Uh, live here at the uh, Golden Circle Sportsbook Treasure Island Hotel. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. Island, Golden Circle Sportsbook. Vinny Bonsignor has made his way over to, I believe, UNLV to try to hear what Derek Carr has got to say. But we're here rocking, man. We're at the one of my favorite places to be. First of all, I love being out of, out of the studio anyway. So just being out and about is great. Hanging out. Folks coming by saying what's up. Lots of uh, TVs going, a lot of action going on TVs right now. The Rockets are down against the ma- or the, the Magic. 60 to 64. I like seeing Jalen Green for the Rockets. 
The Heat and the Knicks are tied up at 38 in the second. So, yeah, there's a lot of action. It's Friday night, too. So why not get out and about? You know what I mean? If you don't get out and about, what are you going to do? Go home? It's boring. So we're here rocking, man. So if you want to come on by the TI, come on by say what's up. We're going to be here for a while. i got a lot to get to in a little bit about a time. We were talking some, uh, you know, potential free agents before Vinny shot out of here, talked some wide receivers, had questions about the running back position. And I said that the running back, you know, position is just it's, – it's, it's a shame. I hate this, that it's not as valued as much as it used to be. I really do hate that because running backs do a damn good job and they really – they make things go. I love what Josh Jacobs brings to the table. I'm really – I'm a fan of him as a, as a running back. I really am. Uh, I just think he does – he just does some incredible things, and I was glad when the Raiders drafted him. Unfortunately, this game is a business, you know, and so there's a lot of business decisions that have to be made between now and the beginning of the season. And, of course, you have free agency coming up and you have the draft coming up. So earlier today, Daniel Jeremiah held a pre-combine conference call. Myself and DeMond were both on it. 87 people were on this thing, 87 at least. It was a very long conference call, about two hours long. I asked a bunch of questions, Raiders-specific. But one question was asked, and I forget who asked the question, but it was about the running back position. And basically, Daniel Jeremiah, and you'll hear it right now, was saying that this is a very, very deep class when it comes to the running backs. I'm stoked that we got that question because I don't think we've said one thing about running backs here. <laughs> and I, 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 I love this this running back group. And, I, I you know, again, there's not, I don't think there's going to be one that goes in the first round. I think this is a really deep group. I was talking with a, a personnel director the other day and said, let's just circle the fourth round. Like, you're going to get great. You're going to get a great back in the fourth round, especially if you want a bigger back. Um, and in this draft, I, to me, Spiller from A&M is, is my top guy. But you've got Brees Hall right there. That That's you know, that's really, really close. I'm anxious to see them in person. I haven't seen their, you know, what they look like or how they move in person. So I'm curious to see that. Uh, those guys are legit. Tyler Algier is a big power back. Uh, the power backs, I really like him. You've got Brian Robinson from Bama. Uh, you know, Kenneth Walker runs much bigger than his 212 pounds. He's a really good player. Uh, Snoop Connor from Old Miss is somebody I think is going to be like a fourth round pick. He's He's got speed and wiggle. Uh, he's a really, really fun player to watch. And then Ty Davis Price, I'm a sucker for any LSU running back. I just, I, it's something about that uniform and how they they fit it and how they run. Uh, this guy's 232 pounds, and he's just he's a he's just a bowling ball, just running over everybody. He killed Florida this year, ran for a zillion yards. Um, I think he, I think they're still picking up the Texas A&M state uh, safety off the turf from that game too. And you got Hassan Haskins. I mean, I go on and on. There, there, there are going to be running backs in the fourth, fifth round this year that are, you know, 215, 220-pound-plus guys that can play. And then if you want kind of the change-up, which I think the Eagles would probably be looking for more of those bigger guys, but, you know, James Cook is just the ultimate toy. You know, Dalvin Cook's little brother. He's, you know, jet sweeps, screens, draws, split him out wide, let him run away from receiver or from corners. Like he's a, he's a fun weapon. Uh, I think you probably see somebody do that in the, probably in the third round, but he's a, he's a fun one. So there was Daniel Jeremiah talking about the running back class and clearly someone who covers the Eagles asked that question. So that's, I, I don't remember who it was. I, I apologize for that. But uh, as you could tell, you can get a running back. And I, I bring that up because again, no disrespect to Josh Jacobs, but I do imagine, I do believe the Raiders will address the running back position probably in the draft i really do i think they'll and they'll do it like he said 
fourth, fifth round, and you're going to get a stud. You're going to get a guy that's, that's a quality dude. And I'll tell you right now, and I always, I always have a wish list, right? <laughs> I always have a wish list when it comes to the draft. It's just, that's just my makeup. That's my MO. It's what I do. If it was up to me, I would love to see the Raiders go get Kenneth Walker from Michigan State. That dude, you want to talk about a guy that could go. This dude, 263, this is a 2021, 263 attempts, 1,636 yards, 18 touchdowns. And in my opinion, damn near beat Michigan by himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to talk about a dude who can go. And if you can pair him with a Josh Jacobs and you can just consistently have these strong runners running downhill all game long, you know what that does? You might not see the, the, the results of it early in the game. You might not see it early. You might not see four yards a pop in the first quarter, but I bet you'll see four yards a pop in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? Because you're just going to wear those cats out. You give them a healthy dose of Jacobs, you give them a healthy dose of Walker, that just wears a defensive line out. And the offensive line is just going to continue to love to run block. So that, that, that would be a guy that I would pick. But, again, that's just, that's just me. But there's so many running backs. There really is. So that's just, you know, that's just one of the guys that, that I got my eye on. A uh, couple more little sound bites I wanted to play for you from uh, Daniel Jeremiah's pre-scouting combine conference call that he had was, let's see what we got. Damon, uh, what do you think about the, the middle round pick conversation? Do you think that that was a good, a good sound bite to, to bring? Talk about teams being smarter with their middle round picks. And the reason I ask this is because the Raiders would do a really good job of picking later rounds and, 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 and hitting on those guys. You know, the Max Crosby's, the Hunter Renfro's, the, you know, the, 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 the later round guys. They haven't been that successful in the first round. But, but later on, they've been pretty successful. Let's hear that one real quick. Here's Daniel Jeremiah talking about teams being smarter with those middle round picks. Well, I think teams have been really smart about kind of the positions that they attack um, in those middle rounds and and realizing that, you know, you look at, at wide receivers, you look at linebackers, you look at safeties. Um, you know, that's, again, one of those lessons that the Rams from the Rams, you know, their their ability to to be able to do that um, is, is why they are where they are. And as everyone knows, as you know, I mean, um, you look at the safeties, the. Um, the number of safeties, I have it right here, that go on the uh, second day. Where is it? Uh, I'll find it. I'll get back to that later. But there's a lot. You can find tons of safeties. You can find starters there on day two and day three. Um, so, yeah, that's 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 the Rams thing. I think that's going to catch on around the league, too, as people are going to realize when you target the right positions outside of round one, um, you can survive without a first-round pick. I don't know if there's any you know trends in terms of how you're evaluating them. Um, I think it's it's probably more just how you stack your board and knowing what positions you want to target in those specific areas. Um, when you look at uh, rounds two and three, here it is. They average there's five and a half safeties on average, uh, like over the last ten years that go in that range. So um, it's it's a good spot to to find those guys. But yeah, I don't know that there's any trends in terms of what you're looking for or how you're evaluating them. I think it's just saying, hey, we got to get the big rocks in the in the jar first, which are, you know, your your quarterbacks, your pass rushers, your offensive tackles, your corners, and then knowing you can go shopping for guards, safeties, running backs, tight ends, all that stuff in those, you know, those middle rounds. And I think teams have uh, have really started to figure that out. 
So there's Daniel Jeremiah. I had to take a pause right there. He was talking about middle-round picks, and that was Jordan Rodrigue. Uh, she covers the Rams. That was her question. Now, now I remember that one. Uh, and she asked about the Rams not having first-round picks and how they're still able to survive because, look, even though they go all in, and we've talked about it quite a, lot, uh, quite a bit on the show, uh, is they go all in and they do give up their first-round picks, but they always hit on their later-round picks. They always hit on their undrafted guys. They, they have a knack for doing that, and so they still have a lot of homegrown cats on their squad. They're just not first-round picks, and that's fine. I mean, you don't have to have – you know, your, your best players don't have to always be your first-round picks. There's Hall of Famers. There's a ton of Hall of Famers that are second-round and lower. You know what I mean? The Hall of Fame's not full of just first-round picks. You know, the Hall of Fame is full of guys that are undrafted free agents, third-round, fourth-round, fifth-round, you know, stuff like that. It's not always the first-round pick that hits. So that was just a good mold right there that, that the Rams are showing that, hey, it's not just about the first rounds, it's about all the rounds. And – you got to be able to hit. And the Raiders have done, to their credit, a really good job of hitting in the later rounds. I really can appreciate what they bring to the table. And, DeMond, I want to bring you in for this because it was something that, that happened during the, the conference call, and Daniel Jeremiah brought it up and actually mentioned it. But he wasn't asked a question, and this is so rare. He wasn't asked a question about a quarterback until about, what, 45 minutes into the call? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 45 minutes into the call was the first question about the quarterback. So what are you talking about, Q? What does that mean? That means that this is not a great quarterback class because normally the first 30 or 45 minutes is all about the quarterbacks like it was last year when there was five guys taken in the first round, taken in the first, what, 15 picks. You don't have that scenario. You don't have those quarterbacks. So my big question for the draft, and I know we're a long way away from it, even though it'll be here before you know it, there may not be too many teams trading up now because they usually trade up to go get that quarterback. You see the pre-draft trades? Why? To go get that quarterback. To put themselves in position to go get that quarterback. A lot of times we know who the first one, two, three, four even picks are going to be because we know the first two are going to be quarterbacks. Okay, this team just traded up to go get that guy. This team traded up. There's some teams that are in a bad position for a quarterback right now, like the Washington football team. They pick at 11. The Panthers, I think they pick at, what, six? You know, teams like that. Uh, Denver, they pick at nine again. You know, teams that need quarterbacks, yeah, they're up there, so they'll probably get them, but you probably won't see a lot of tra- uh, a lot of trades on draft day or even leading up to the draft because it's just not that, that deep draft when it comes to the quarterbacks like it like it usually is. I don't want to say usually is, but. No, you're right. I mean, no, it, okay. Well, it's just like you have, like, those blue chippers, those guys that you know are going to be picked there. This almost reminds me of, remember when e- E.J. Manuel was the first quarterback picked yeah. in the first round? Everyone knew that was a mistake. Exactly, but teams are just like. But I think it also goes back to what Daniel Jeremiah said about teams are being smarter. If you don't feel like that quarterback is going to be the leader of your team, your franchise QB, just don't pick them. Just because you need a quarterback doesn't mean that you got to take one in the first round. And I think teams are wising up to that. <laughs> I'm so laughing. I'm so laughing at this picture. Does Fargo Raider not have the best like Photoshop game ever? I don't mean to derail the show. But I swear he has the best Photoshop game ever. This dude put out a tweet by request of my guy, 700 Ole Krom, Cram, the tiptoe trio, Hunter Renfro in the Pro Bowl, Michael Jackson with the traditional lean, and then me sitting in my chair here at the TI. But it doesn't look like I'm sitting. It looks like I'm doing the, the lean as well. 
I mean, we're all in line, but I have headphones on. I look stupid, but it's funny. I mean, to be honest, I look really dumb, but it's funny. It's hilarious. I got to retweet this. I mean, when I first saw it, it was unbelievable. And my man Vice Raider's here hanging out with us, and he's laughing his tail off. But this is hilarious, just hilarious. Sorry, Damon, I didn't mean to derail things, but you know how I get rolling. No, I'm looking at it right now. No, it's, 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 this is good work. It is, isn't it? Yeah, you right there in line, too. Look at you, just like get your little hee-hee on. Right, and, and, but, it's, but it's not me trying to do that. I was literally sitting back in my, in my chair here just super comfortable, and all of a sudden they made, man, you can't do anything without becoming a meme or becoming a, a Photoshop victim. <laughs> hey, it's all in a good light, man. It is all in a good light. Hey, he ain't lying. My man Vice Raider said it's all in a good light, and he's right. Yeah. It, it, now, it could, be, it could be something way worse, right? It isn't. So, no. Yeah, he didn't do me like that. But good times, good times. But, hey, man, we're still here at the TI. Uh, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. I want you to light it up. For the last 15 minutes of the show, I want you to light up the phone lines. Wear Damon out. 702-365-9200. Light up the Salmon Ash text line. This is the last 15 minutes until Monday, Raider Nation. Light it up. What's on your mind? Holla at your boy. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. Okay, is that a Friday vibe right there? A little Friday get down? That's Treasure from Bruno Mars. I understand. But yeah, exactly, Treasure Island. Treasure. I got you, I got you. I see, I see what, I, hey man, I see what you're throwing down. I'm picking up what you're laying down, I got you. I just think it's a good little vibe to get into Friday, man. Get into the weekend. You know what I'm saying? A little something, something. Got to get my hair cut tomorrow morning. Same bat time, same bat place, 9 a.m. every every single Saturday yeah, it's morning. It's too early, man. It ain't too early, man. Look, hey, if you, you stay in bed too long, man, you, you waste your whole day away. Staying, while you're sleeping, I'm I'm moving and shaking, man. Things are going on. I'm taking care of business. You know what I'm saying? You get out of bed at noon, I've already I've had four hours of activity by then. Oh, no, you sound like one of those people. That's like, I am yo, one of those people. Yo, yo, the people on the East Coast up at six and that was three for me so i'm gonna lose i'm losing that on hours of the day hey man somebody I'll already out working you huh oh man i'll tell you I, I i get mad man i'll tell you when i was in central texas being two hours ahead i was two hours ahead of being here now i i enjoyed that man because i felt like i was always up <laughs> you know what i mean i i enjoy you know being being like talking to people on the east coast at eight o'clock at night and it's like man Q, it's late over here oh you're bad but we'll go ahead and just move to Australia so you can be a day ahead of everybody <laughs> over here. And you can be like, yo, man, you ain't up yet. Hey, man, the more hours I can get in the day, I try to squeeze 25 hours in a 24-hour day if I could. So that's how I roll. Got a couple texts and a couple calls I want to get to before we close out the show for the weekend. Vegas Pete on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword r I think people have unrealistic expectations of first-rounders. If a third-rounder and a first-rounder have similar numbers, one's called a bust, the other's a steal. Drafts are a ticket to the ball, 50 to 70% bust rate. Usually players derail their own success like Ruggs and Arnett. And you remember, there's 31 teams and then there's the Raiders, as Paul Gutierrez reminded us. We don't care what you think of us. And that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I think there's a difference between guys that have first-round grades and guys that have third-round grades or guys that go undrafted. And, I mean, it is a crapshoot, like you mentioned. It's a crapshoot. Uh, but sometimes the, the play of guys in college warrants them to be that first-round guy. And some guys, 
They're like, yeah, kind of lackluster. Now, what I will say, and we talked about this before, guys that drop their draft stock because they don't work out well at the combine, which is next week, like like Orlando Brown Jr., who went to Baltimore Ravens in the third round when that big offensive lineman from Oklahoma should have been a first rounder, no doubt about it. That I think is silly. So I totally understand what you're saying uh, there. And then, uh, yeah, and the Vegas Pete said the Raiders don't care what you think about us. And that's true. You know, and that's fine. You know, and, and honestly, I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind, you know, I, I kind of live that way myself. Like, I don't care what you think. <laughs> I want you to think positive, but at the same time, if you don't, that's fine. It's your thing. You know, it is what it is. I'm still going to go to sleep and wake up at the same time, hopefully, God willing. It's all good. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. So I, I, I love that Mark Davis, you know, people talk about his hair, talk about his what, how he drives. how he. Mark Davis don't care. He's comfortable in his own skin. I really respect that about him and anyone else that's like that. Just comfortable in your own skin, man. Everyone always wants to be someone, not everyone, but a lot of people always want to be someone else and everything. Just be you, man. That's all you got to do is be you. Let's go out to the uh, Raider Nation listening line. Got time for a couple calls. Let's talk to our guy, Alan, right here in Vegas. What's on your mind, Alan? Hey, what's up, guys? Great Friday show. Uh, Thank you. You gave me a great idea. Um, <laughs> Raiders first-round pick, I would trade it to a desperate team who's trying to rebuild fast, say like the Broncos or the Panthers, and trade the first-round pick for a first-rounder next year because the first round this year is not worth a whole lot. Like you said earlier, you can get great value in the later rounds. And next year, there's going to be a bunch of quarterbacks. If it so happens that they want to give give her the car or just simply move on from Derek Carr, there's going to be a list of guys to choose from, including that one guy from USC who just transferred from Oklahoma. Cool. Nice. Hey, good stuff. Th- thank you for the call. And, and, yeah, I'll say this, though. I mean, if you're trading the first-round pick for the Raiders, that's number 22. So I don't really know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what team is trading up to get what at that point. If it's if it's you know I mean not that number twenty two is not valuable but it's not it's not like oh my gosh I got to get this guy like I was talking about trading up to get Sauce Gardner you know I I would I would really push for the Raiders to do that if they were picking around number fourteen and he was available around number ten I'd be like go oh, make the move make the move but they're not they're picking at twenty two and so I think that that's giving up a lot of draft capital for a guy who I think is going to be a great DB but do you want to give up that draft capital so uh, if, if it's me and they have that pick at 22 and they they value sauce like I value sauce, go on, make the move, man. Trade up. I'm good with that. I'd do a backflip, and I'm not a gymnast, but I would try. I'd probably fall on my face, but I would try. Let's get one more call, and let's talk to our guy Fabian. Welcome to the show, man. What's up? What's on your mind? Hey, how are you guys doing this Friday night? Oh, we're blessed, man. We're <laughs> blessed. We're trying to figure out where I'm going to eat after this. Hey, well, I'm just about ready to run out to go get the pizza for dinner tonight. Nice. Uh, Sounds good. Hey, here's here's something for you. I know a lot of people say we should trade down. Some people say we should trade up. But, you know, we still need – we're hosting, or I should say, Las Vegas is hosting the the draft. We have to have – we have to do something at number 22. So how about we make the big trade for number 22 for somebody, maybe a wide receiver? Question mark. Okay. I like it. So make a splash on draft day. Cool. I like it. Good idea. No, and that's something I've been talking about as well. Thank you for the call, Fabian. Um, Yeah, that's something I've been talking about for a couple years now uh, when all the conversation about trading up. And, you know, the one thing I can say from being a witness is uh, when I was in Chicago for the draft, the Bears didn't have a first-round pick. 
and I remember they were hosting it, and the crowd was just like, boo, you know, because they didn't have a pick. And so the crowd there wants to see the home team have a pick. So they get so they were so frustrated. And I'm not saying that you have to live and die by what the crowd wants, but the hometown crowd in Las Vegas, now I will say it's a little different because there will be people coming in from all over because it's Vegas, but uh, the hometown crowd is going to want to see you do something in that first round because everyone, like, like uh, uh, Vegas Pete said, everyone gets hyped up by the first round because it's the first round. So it's supposed to be the, the man, the best player. Uh, you know, so you get excited about that. It would be cool. I mean, it'd be pretty cool if they did make a move, pulled off a draft day trade and got made some big splash and some big noise and the crowd went wild. That would be awesome. I like that. I don't know how they'd pull that off at that exact time while you're on the clock in the war room, but, hey, I like it. I like the idea. And maybe Ziegler, McDaniels, Champ Kelly, maybe they got the stones to go ahead and make that happen. So definitely appreciate you. Uh, appreciate everyone who called in, who's chimed in all week long. Been riding with Raider Nation Radio 920. We appreciate you in a major way. We'll be back on Monday. We're here at TI. Come on by, play some games, win some money, have some drinks, have some food, and do what you do. Enjoy your weekend, Raider Nation. We'll be back on Monday. Damon, great work as always. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. I holler.